Guys, welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. My name is Jerry Miller. It's good to be with you on a Wednesday morning. A show presented today by Ross Mortgage and more importantly, our friend Scott Morris, who is 44 years young today. We're going to spend a little time embarrassing one of our good buddies and a guy that can help you get to the finish line when it comes to financing a house or an investment property or refinancing a house or investment property. This show presented by Ross Mortgage. Think Ross Mortgage when, when trying to buy a house. Keith Smith of Yes Realty Partners, Jerry Miller, live across every social media platform. Keith Smith will welcome you, and I'm going to follow your lead. You've known this man since he was a wee tyke. What? Knee high? Waist high? Technically, I'm still probably qualified as knee high. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. Uh, But I would say I've probably... So much for me starting off. He went right in. Went right in. Probably since I was 12 or 14, thereabouts. Yeah. Keith Smith has known Scott Moore since he was 12 or 14 years old. That's awesome. I love that. And, I sh- and now they do business together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we used to do business together. Well, hold it. No. Maybe not. I used to, I used to collect a check. <laughs> yeah. Scott used to work for Keith's um, construction company, his custom home building company. And Keith often jokes the best thing and only thing that Scott did well was demolition. So there would have been nights where, where, where we would go out, and uh, I think one night I actually uh, crashed in uh, the, the upstairs uh, of Jerry Miller's uh, house on is 14th Street, uh, uh, right there where up, up from Orbitz or there. I can't remember exactly where This is when I was in college. That was close. Scott and, was a little bit older than me. And, Who did you uh, know in that house? Bullock. Oh, that's right. It's Bullock. That's right. And, Great uh, guy. Yeah, he was at the comm school at the time. Yeah. And... Uh, We'd go out, thinking it was going to rain the next day, you know, dressed up, looking good, baby, and then show up to swing a hammer and button downs and khaki pants and uh, living our best life uh, because it wouldn't rain like we thought it was going to. Damn you, weatherman. Oh, that's hilarious. And you actually thought you worked. I mean, some you, we hey hey we framed we we did some legitimate work. Yeah, yeah, uh, you actually ten percent of the time we joke <laughs> we joke around about it all the time. But you guys are really really good. I, I uh, you know I would get a little frustrated from time to time, but you guys did really good. So it's four- uh, but from from I tell you what from from nine thirty to eleven thirty when we went to lunch we really put it in. <laughs> <laughs> got it done. Yeah, you know, if that wasn't so true, it wouldn't be so funny. <laughs> oh, like I, and, uh, and now I wonder why I lost all. No, Tom and I talk all the time about how we would have fired us many times over. So you know, thank you, thank you. You know, really so do, do you know the only reason that didn't happen, right? Um, because yeah. your family, yeah, and Lenny, yeah, yeah, pops. pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My father would, would, not, would not allow that to happen. So, 44. What does it feel like to be 44? I, I think I, I was, was going to ask the uh, same question. I was 44 once. Um, I don't know. Uh, not significantly different than yesterday. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, my, my kids sang me happy birthday this morning. It was, uh, uh, it was, it was really, really, really nice. And I'll hang out with them this evening. And, uh, just, you so know. your 24-year-old self... Whatever picture your forty-four-year-old self, when you were twenty-four, you think you think that guy that guy had uh, had running bets that this guy wouldn't be around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Absolutely, absolutely. You see, twenty-four in the core, right? Uh, I just got another Marine Corps. I was in the guard at the time. Yeah. I think I'd probably it, uh, I would have just come back from Cuba. So the other second thing about you today, um, one is your birthday, and you. Came second in the company in sales. You just got an award. Yeah, right? you were, were not with us last I got week. A, Talk I got about a, that. A, a diamond producer. Uh, Ross Mortgage. Yeah, you did and what great six last figure year. check did that come with? Extra? Um, it didn't. That's a big attaboy. They're, they're taking us on a trip later in the year. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah, I took the team but the out. Whole company. You were number two. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's awesome. Significant. Man. And, uh, and the entire company of Ross Mortgage, Scott Morris's team was second in production. In units and production. So That's legit. But put that in perspective, how many different states Ross Mortgage is in? I think we're, I don't know, I think we're in 24 states at okay. the moment. So last time um, I, I mean, ch- Scott, that's a big deal. Look how humble this guy is with something like that. that. I'm pretty sure that's about half the number of states in the United States. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's 50, about half. Roughly 50-50. Um, so you're number two. 
half in the country. Mm -hmm. All right, and he's an extremely competitive guy. You got LOs watching the program now. What would you do? What are you going to do to get to be number one? What do you want to see from the Scott Morris team here? Uh, so probably uh, a greater focus on some social media um, push. It's something that I, I coach to other people that they should be doing. Um, and I do a good job of it when I'm doing it consistently. Um, just getting getting better with being more relational and less selly-selly. And I think that goes to every agent that I talk to, everyone. People want to know more about you, not more about the house that you've got uh, blasting on the market. And we push a lot of properties for our agents that we partner with, um, and that is a big part of it. But being people have uh, people people grow to know you through how they view you on social media and it's a free platform so becoming better at that taking advantage of uh, uh, some ways to use chat GPT in uh, delivering better messages when you are trying to if you have a hard time with knowing what to say or coming up what to say um, so not just with me but with the team gr helping develop the loan officers underneath me um, and getting them to be better at uh, delivering messages and growing their business is a big part of what I feel and what I like to do. Okay, that's that's the first sizzle reel right there. Let's mark that down. I got a follow-up for potentially the second sizzle reel. ChatGBT. How is ChatGBT going to be part of the uh, loan officer process or experience uh, moving forward? ChatGBT in the news I think it's just a phrase that people know is just a catch can for AI, yeah. but the possibilities of chat GBT are significantly endless and also somewhat frightening. How are you going to utilize chat GBT with your business? Um, so I think the, the, in the long term, it's going to be building better bots for uh, better communication when it comes to uh, cold leads and conversion. Um, and you know, the number one thing is speed to lead and, and then generating uh, some sort of genuine conversation. So I talk to people when they're, when, if they participate in some sort of cold lead system in not going, okay, can I have an application? Here's a loan officer. Uh, let's go see this house. A lot of it uh, is a softer opening with more open-ended questions such as, um, so are you just thinking of moving to the area? Uh, do you, what about Charlottesville do you like so much? Uh, giving being communicative in a way that you would want people to be communicative with you, not just slapping the sell button on everything. So uh, as that progresses and having uh, a learned AI system that can respond back to people and in a better way uh, is going to be a better collection of data and be a better way to get people moving in the process. There you go. That's, that's content right there. That's legit right there. I'm curious to see how you roll that out. I'm, curious, I'm, I'm also trying to figure out how to roll ChatGBT and the Val proposition that comes with that into my businesses. Because I think we're at this, um, we're at this frontier and it's still unknown, but the early adapters are gonna get market share. Um, and the early adapters are gonna have efficiencies um, that are gonna help them get market share. And, and the same thing exists with social. It's a, it's, it's a you know, and we're, we're years into that, and there's people who do it very, very well, um, and, uh, and the people who do it very, very well um, come across more human than the people who come across more, more plastic. A hundred percent agree with that. hundred percent agree with that. Keith Smith. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I was working on numbers today, and I'm not so sure this is a good tie-in, but I was taking a look at all the jurisdictions on volume of sales. Right, and, and what, what does this year look like to the previous years, right? So we're kind of in a 2015 and 16 volume. And back to this AI thing, how it's gonna, in, I think it's gonna impact what we're doing here. Um, we're gonna probably lose about 30% real estate agents because I took a look in 2015, we were about 1.25 million agents and we're roughly $300,000 300, more units now, but you know, if to this AI thing, I think it's going to be a great thing like social media to help get clients educated, but ultimately it's going to require FaceTime. To make a deal happen in 2015 when you had 70 days on market, 60 days on market, is very different than it is, than it is today. So I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I might take a contradictory position on it. I'm not so sure AI is going to be all that impactful in the real estate world, I'm probably wrong, 
I just don't feel like... I think where Scott's talking about where it could be impactful is just making uh, business more efficient. He's talking about steps being coming potentially sure. more efficient, which could create more free time for what you're talking about, which is human connection. Yeah, and, and maybe that that's what you're a, talking about? That's a better way of so saying it's, it. It's very, it's very entry point. This is always going to be, um, and the reason that the fintech, the financial technologies, and, and, and all these things won't put us out of business is because n there's a level of complexity to dealing with each individual and their snowflake problem. Yeah, this is um, nuance. And when you have somebody who's selling a business who you can't get P&L items from, the, the AI isn't gonna go, well, maybe we should get them from their accountant instead and then and take and help unburden them with that. Um, and it's, there's really a, a nuance to every individual. I know that there are certain people that I don't work as well with because of probably how curt I am at times. However, at the same time, there's a huge part of the population who appreciates that, and I have people tell me all the time, gosh, thank you for not just being, being yeah, mm -hmm. telling me whatever it is, is is okay and telling me this is what you need to do in order to get to where you want to be. Um, and, you know, I don't know, that's, AI can't do that. So I, 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 back, back on that end of it. A lot of, lot of birthday wishes for Scott. Nicholas Herpy, Jamie Turner, Bill McChesney, all wishing uh, Scotty Moe a happy birthday. Jonathan and Crozet wishing Scotty Moe a happy birthday. Grayson, North Downtown's Grayson, Scotty Moe, happy birthday. He's 44 years old. John Blair, LinkedIn, wishing Scotty Moe um, a happy birthday. This is what we talked about yesterday. Thank it resonated you. Thank you. Thank with you. a you. lot of uh, viewers and listeners. Um, and we're going to talk potentially more about it today with an attorney on the I Love Seville show who does a lot of business closings. His, his specialty with law is on the forefront of business. So this is the type of guy that is like, you know, with me, with advertising, where I'm interacting with a lot of business owners, mm -hmm. he's doing the same, but from a legal standpoint. So we're just going to spitball what it's like on Main Street business-wise. We talked this stat yesterday. There were 688 homes sold in Q1 of 2023, which is a 23% drop in home sales versus Q1 of last year. Basically, $86 million less of sales volume, quarter over quarter, year over year. And if you look in the building permits pipeline through the first two months of the year, there's 202. Historically, 202 is a lot for this area, but let's cut to the chase. 202 is not gonna make a huge impact here from a building permit standpoint. So here's the question I throw to Scott, and as Judah marks the time here, how do you characterize what's happening now? How do you characterize this real estate ecosystem in Central Virginia? Currently. So there's a tightening, and there's a ton of what I call dead inventory, and that's people who were in uh, low-wage, low-salary positions who qualified for mortgages at sub-4%, who now cannot take the existing credit card debt that they've grown post-pandemic along with any student loans or just the life that they you know, have uh, become accustomed to existing in, uh, and then sell that house, pay those debts, and qualify at a house that is equal or better than what they're in. They would be downgrading or transitioning to something probably further away in location for the same type of property. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there's you've got a number of people who just aren't ready to make the move because there's not enough inventory to support that. So what you're truly seeing is people who are moving forward, death, divorce, job, and uh, retirement. And that is the inventory that we're focused on, people coming in for jobs, and there's more people coming in for jobs as job growth exists, so that's why we're continuing to see an appreciation in value. Um, and it's, you're going to see a number, and I think Keith and I talked about this uh, off camera and before the show, you're gonna see a, a, a change in the number of professionals in the industry, and you're going to continue to see a very competitive environment no matter what the interest rate level remains at for the, in, for the rest of the year, although, the big big mortgage world pros say fourth quarter is going to be the biggest quarter of the year. And to that, I say, let's go, baby. <laughs> that was the best sizzle reel he's ever done. Uh, can you cut that? I want to play that on the I Love Seville show. My question into his answer right there, the most succinct sizzle reel he's done, I 100% agree with what he just said there. Uh, ab absolutely. But I'm gonna, I want to ask a specific question because Jerry asked me this question on Monday, and I didn't have an answer. The demand is demand based on life issues. 
Well, that's actually death, not that divorce. Ca- yeah, divorce. I mean that—that's what it is. I, I get that, but I'm—I'm I'm actually. I love it, Scott. I'm breaking this down to our particular market. So the only location: Fulvana, Nelson, Green, Charlottesville, Albemarle, Augusta, and Waynesboro. The only location that had more sales year over year is Lake Monticello. Lake Monticello is up roughly 20 units per sale. Every other jurisdiction is down, like Jerry said, 20%, so forth and so on. And Jerry asked me that question on Monday, and I've been racking my brain and looking at it on the why. Why is Lake Monticello uh, more, in your opinion, more units sold than everything, everything else? Because Lake Monticello has had the most explosive amount of equitable growth than any other area in the Tri-County or Quad County yeah, area, that, yeah. what you want to call it. You're talking Central Virginia. Central Virginia. What's equitable equitable growth? So that means that the guy who went in and bought a house five years ago at $180,000 now has a three hundred and twenty dollars to $330,000 home. Okay. The exact numbers, 2015, it was one eighty. It's now three forty-five. I would, I would look at the big brain on Brad, baby. <laughs> God, that's, that's a Pulp Fiction reference. I know. I saw. I got it. Forty-four-year-old birthday. He's bringing the passion today. I would challenge the uh, equitable return at Lake Monticello, the percentage and the stacks of paper earned, and I would stack it up with Glenmore. I would love yeah, to I see Glenmore's equitable I, I, return I, I, over well, the last three well, years. Well, I mean, uh, this is all about Scott's awesome. You're day. talking forty percent. Forty percent returns in three years in that neighborhood. I, I would not disagree with that because I'm, it had a similar stigma to Lake Monticello, but a different homes, price point. All the homes are in the old unit. The old, the older the old ones, the older ones had so, the biggest so yeah. amount of yeah. growth. It's the same thing that happened at Lake Monticello, where there was this like dull or this lag at Lake, where the homes wouldn't sell and you couldn't give it away. Same at Glenmore, but just a different price point. And then both neighborhoods caught fire because of COVID, because people needed stuff to do outside. They need walking trails and pools and golf courses. So and I need tennis, to correct which Lake you. had it. I need to jump in here, please. I'm talking volume of sales, not sales price. Sales price have gone up in every jurisdiction. But the reason that I'm saying that I'm the talking volume, about the number of sales. You're talking units sold. He's talking about appreciation. Yeah. But, he's uh, about but I'm saying that the reason that sold. the appreciation there is so great is because you've got people who had that at the time who literally can afford to yes. t- to take more, who. These are income earners who what? So someone who who had a who bought a four hundred and fifty thousand dollars house that's now a six hundred thousand dollars house, and what their uh, their their cash flow for the each month looks like, the that hundred and fifty thousand dollars, especially after fees, does not go the same, does right. not do You're, the same amount of, it doesn't have the same amount of effect as the person who had the $180,000 house, it's now the $340,000 house, where what they receive after fees, that can be life-changing yeah, to According to NAR, uh, 70-some-odd percent, 70-something percent of people have at least $100,000 worth of equity in their home. About 30% have over 300000 This is And nation's I'm thing. saying that those are people who are income earners of at or below $88,000. Well, and I'm saying that the people who So we're who saying are, that's exactly in, what's happening. In the $400,000 home from five years ago that's now worth six fifty, they're 140000 household income earners. So, so to put it in... Those, those people's bills, that $150,000 that they've amassed versus the $180,000 that these people have amassed in equity, that $180,000 goes further for them in a transition to a new property than the $150,000. Taking a step up by 1,000% Because the person who is in the $400,000 house now has to go figure out how they can afford a $650,000, $700,000 that's comparable to what they were already in, where this person could essentially, if they're already in a rural environment, they could go, they could stay kind of in the same radius, and they could stay in that $300 range. They could actually they could buy below where their current value is and still be in something similar and take the cash off the table. The other person can't. You took the smart meds today. This dude's on point. That's exactly what it is. I'm not I am not a smart man. You took the well, you took the smart medication you just break today. Break it down a little bit easier. That was a great breakdown there. Green County same thing, 195 and 15. 
373 in 2013. Even in Charlottesville, 15 was 275. Now it's 485. To your point, that's a huge that's a huge jump. If you want to buy something in the city of Charlottesville, single family detached, you're you're forget about it. Forget about forget it. about it. Forget about it. But you know, Lake Monticello's getting the three something. That's getting close to forget about it. But uh, yeah, you I mean, you you take it a step up, the next step up, and and McChesney's asking if there's any buildable lots left inside Lake Monticello. Scott Keith would know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, very, very few, very minimal. Both uh, of them aren't the nicest lots. <laughs> yeah, well, that's usually what happens. The dogs get saved for the last, and all that stuff. So technically, there's 4,500 lots. There's roughly 4,300 and change homes. So let's call it 100 to 150, and I would suspect about 50% of what's left over is unbuilt. Well, you can build on anything, Bill. It's just a matter of how much money you're willing to spend to do it. But you probably got somewhere between 50 and 75 lots left at, at, at Lake, Lake Monticello. But I, I just, I, I thank you for your take on it. Vanessa Parkle just said that was a fantastic take on it and literally said Scott just made a very clear and great case why folks are staying in their homes. That was the most succinct case I've heard explanation of why folks are staying in their homes. I mean, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, more happy birthday wishes from Spencer on the program for Scotty Moe. It's his birthday. If you have questions, please put them in the feed. We'll relay them live on air. Folks are asking for you to do the same uh, extrapolations on the next couple levels of the uh, price point totem pole. On the fly? All right. Um, a little sip of coffee. Uh, it depends on the... But the neighborhood matters, too. That's exactly right. So that's, that's where this... this all right, it's kind of that's like... That's the point I'm trying to make here. That is, that, and I say that's... But, so, let's say everybody in Glenmore wants to move to Farmington because, for an ego point, I think a lot of them do. And, <laughs> There's a lot but of the people, people who that are in Glenmore. Farmington aren't putting those homes up for sale. Yeah, those never go for sale. So where are they going to go? Where's your next neighborhood? Where's your next step up? That's why that price point gets so much more sticky. That's a very short answer there, but when you look at then where if you want to be in the neighborhood environment, you can go out. They can sell those homes and build a custom home on on land outside of that. But then they then they have to travel to the club. Then they've got a you know uh, you the, lose the neighborhood. You feel. lose the neighborhood yeah. feel. Your Especially kid can't get kids. in a golf cart and, and ride up to the pool. Sidewalks, like, all that so, stuff. So so that's already a challenging environment. So when. You get into those price points and those those highly sought out neighborhoods. It's difficult to move that feel from one place to the other, and not just the feel. What do we all love? What's why do we get our oil changed the same place? Why do we go do all these these service driven? Why do we why do we stop at the same Chick Fil A when we know the lines a pain in the ass? Why do we do all these things? Because it's easy for us, and we want easy. And the more difficult you make these moves, even to get what you want out of a home. If you've taken the, all the easy things, if you've made the rest of your life harder to do it, you're not going to do it. I think my uh, good buddy and fellow uh, squash player, Andrew Hardy, watching the program of a fantastic brokerage. Andrew, jump in and offer some perspective on what we're talking about. You're absolutely on point. Um, I want to relay some comments here from Jamie Turner, who's watching the feed. He says, Google Bard is Google's version that is connected to live Internet and other Google applications where ChatGBT is limited to their 2021 trading data. Both tools are very powerful nonetheless. And he's also offering you some suggestions of what to do today in Culpepper. Um, he says, happy birthday, Scott. Rep the pet, baby. Got to start the night um, at... It's about time, and then hit Brick City, new pier for a little nightcap. Brick City, where's where's Brick City? Brick City, new pier. Is that what he said right here? You know, I don't know Culpepper that well. Scott Morris is forty-four today. We're offering him some uh, nightcap and night um, okay activities I, to do. I can get down with that's that. from Jamie Turner. So the the where the the pier was, um, it, and I don't think that's it because there's supposed to be some like uh, more high end. Uh, Tex-Mexi, uh, like, taco place going down there um, soon, supposedly. They're like a chain out of Northern Virginia. It's like a local chain. Um, this comment's come in specifically for Keith from Jennifer. She says, why does he think a third of the agents won't be here if this continues? That's a great question, um, and I've got your Glenmore numbers here when you're ready, <clears throat> and it's actually going to be a bit shocking to you. Um, Brick City is a new restaurant that has the same vibes as the pier on being... 
Oh, he's being facetious. I got you. I got you. Facetious. Gotcha. Because if you were not in the business in 2015 or 16, when the volume was last at this type of volume, you don't have this. You just haven't been through the process of knowing how to do it. So the agents that have come in during COVID, so all these agents, I think, that have come in lately, you know, they're going to have to go through a pretty tremendous learning curve and learn how to do business. Now, you know, we're helping, Scott's helping everybody in the, in the team and in the, in the, in the, in the food chain here is helping. But some people are just going to, you know, all of a sudden they're going to go from, from making a lot of money to not. And oh, by the way, it costs you about five grand a year just to hang your license. I think you're just going to see people migrate, migrating out. It's just, it's the, what happens ebbs and flows. But back on Glenmore, um, no new construction. I pulled that out on purpose. I think you probably should. Yeah. Uh, 18 sales year to date in 23, three days on market, 938. Same time frame in 2022 was 13 sales. So you've got more sales this year than you had last year. Five days on market, so a little bit longer. But it's a bit of a price drop. 949. But back in 2018. That, I would love to see this number. The two- 2018 versus 2023. Yes. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. I, 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 dude, I think it's like 30, 40% appreciation. So on appreciation, it goes from 569 to 938. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. These- but do you know how many days on market it was? In, in 2018, two- dude, the homes, I bought. 190 days. I bought our house in March of 2020. You don't want to hear this. I've said it before. Unrepresented. Yeah. And they were. It's allowed. They were begging me to walk the property. Begging us to come back to walk the property. They couldn't give the homes away. The homes were sitting in this neighborhood for like eight, ten months, a year plus. That was normal DOA. What's that? In March of 2020? Yeah. Uh, and this was when people thought the world, in March of 2020, they thought the I, world I, I, was going to come in. Yeah. We had to go into this home 73 days. with latex gloves on. Yeah. I, 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 yeah I latex remember. gloves on, mask. Like, literally, we thought the world was coming to an end at that time. So your medium, at, your median sales price in 2020 was 635, 73 days on market. 20 units sold, which you were one of them. Yeah. One of them. And now the median in Glenmore is what? 938. It's absurd. And they're selling in You had a little days. bit of a drop. Not much, but just a little bit of drop yeah. year over From year. From 945 to 938. Correct. And that's the interest rate environment. Uh, probably uh, influencing that. Right. But the DOM at But the, you had more sales, though. Fair. The DOM at that price point is three days at 938. That puts things in perspective. And I don't even think this So anymore. that's what I was looking at. I, I, so I think two things. To I back. don't even think 938 is a luxury anymore. The homes that are selling oh, at yeah. 938, and I live here, the These, homes that are live, selling at 938 need love. Yeah, yeah. They need love. I'm talking like 100G plus of love. Yeah, that, that's median. If you take a look at the average, the numbers are, are kind of all We're over. talking people are putting a quarter million dollars but, after but buying. But back to the question about why agents are going to get out, right? 2018 in Glenmore. 2018, that's only five years ago. You were 189 point something something. You were 190 days on the market. That takes, uh, that takes a different set of skills For sure. to navigate. Cash flow management. No, just, just as agents to navigate the seller and the, and the process. You know, 190 versus three, you know, three, it, it's, it's not difficult, right, to do that. So the skill sets that are going to be required are just going to have to be ramped up. And, and, and we're slowly getting in there, but that's just a huge jump. I did not realize it was 190. We were doing, folks were walking around the neighborhood just having a random conversation. He goes, he just took a look. He goes, you take a look. We're, we're talking 37, 40% appreciation over the last three years. And then everyone's having the conversation. But to Scott's point, what is the next move? Where because the go? next move at that price point, the next move, if you want to upgrade, you're probably at the two plus price point. Mm, no, I'd say you're, you're. What, one five minimum? Yeah. Okay, so one five. Then you're putting three down, 300 for your 20%. You're at a load at one, two, at six points. That's a very different monthly payment than the folks got at seven, put 20% down at 560. Yeah. That's a 560 at 2.75 versus the 1.2 at six. 560 at 275 versus 1.2 at six. What's the delta there? 1.2 at six is what? I mean, I, 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 
back in the napkin was at 12 a month. Yeah, I would say eight, at minimum, yeah. 12K a month yeah. versus 3K a month. That's, that's the dis decision, right? Like how do you do that? Right. So there's the dead inventory conversation. And that's very vulnerable right there. That's me talking dead inventory right there. That's the conversation at the dinner table right now in my house. Thoughts on that? I mean, you don't have to talk about that, Keith, but I, I see you doing math over there. I'm looking at Old Trail just out of curiosity how Old Trail, Old Trail is doing on, on new can on the uh, lot when we take new construction out, which is a unique animal because there's enough new construction going on there versus resale. It's a little bit different. Glenmore, there's very percentage-wise less new construction versus existing unit. Yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll just repeat what I said on, on Monday. I get all that, um, but 107 homes at Lake Monticello sold. That, meant, that means 107 people put the houses on the market and sold. So people are buying and selling. People are reaching out to Scott to go ahead and do prequals. People are reaching out to, to us to go ahead and try to sell and help us navigate this, this market. But, you know, that just blew my mind. I did not do the Glenmore numbers. I knew it was... It was different. I didn't think it was in 100 plus different. Yeah. Almost 200 days difference. That's huge. That's, and that's, that's the byproduct of COVID. That's the byproduct of uh, HOA neighborhood with all this crazy stuff happening around here. How'd your dues gone up in that period of time? Pretty stable? Dude, they're negligible. Yeah. I would say there's... Quarterly dues are like 300 bucks. Yeah. So I would say that when we talk about price point moves and where people are going, I would say... If I were to just think about it from 10,000 feet away, I would say there's probably some people like with the income, with the growth at UVA and NGIC that are selling out of Dunlora and going from Dunlora to Glenmore. Uh, there's people going from, there's probably some retirement and some cash out of, of Glenmore itself. That's probably with some out-of-staters uh, moving for jobs, uh, people who are just downsizing in general. Um, that's probably driving some of the activity there. And then maybe some, and then there's always your, your filter in from out of state that, that's coming in as well. Augusta County, right, to talk about the other side of the mountain? Single family detached, no new construction. 2023, there was 195 homes sold. In 15, there was 48 sold. But in 18, there was 240. Jumped from, in 15, from 165 to, to 28. Glenmore, excuse me, Old Trail, just looking at days on market. Um, this last year to date, there was six days on market. In 2018, it was 117. To your point, kind of the same. Type. I know they're very nice, but I cannot wrap my mind. You're talking my, Old Trail. My mind yeah, around. I had the same time, the, the, same difficulty. The, 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 the townhouse condo stuff out there, the cost for that to me is just like. The so difficulty I had with Old Trail was the uh, post stamp, postage stamp lots. Uh, we've sold quite a bit. I mean, you're bit. talking about. Oh, yeah. You're so touching you're your You're talking neighbors. about that. I'm talking about even small. I'm talking about the. With the attached the, the, What the attached is going we've on. That sold. stuff's expensive, the attached stuff. Yeah. Because it's new. We've sold quite a bit over there. And everybody that's but they absolutely love it. I think it's a community it's feel. It's the community thing, for it's sure. It's a community feel. It's how Crozet feels. It, it is. Y'all like people a lot more than I do. Uh, well, and, and, and I'm, actually, I'm actually helping. We just got the phone call yesterday, and which you'll end up getting a phone call. I'm helping somebody sell, selling, want to sell one of their townhome units to do a single family detached out, out there. In Old Trail. In Old Trail, because they just absolutely love it out there. They're also huge golfers. Single-family detached at Old Trail, what is that, a million starting? Can you find something, maybe what, 900? Eight. Eight, is that right, Keith? Well, I was looking at souls. I didn't look at, at Seven, 750. I bet 750. For, for detached? Yeah. That might be entry. That might be very, very small entry. Let's see. Well, we'll I'm find, out. We'll right find out here in a minute. No new construction in Old Trail. There's only one home for sale. What do we got? Nine and change, right? 825. 825? All right. We were in the middle. Um, new construction's at nine. New construction. Well, they, yeah. So that's, a, that's an interesting stat. I looked at that. Um, it's interesting. I mean, the that. attached property, Scott, started at five and a half. Yeah. That's what I'm, my, that to me is like bonkers, right? Albemarle County, new construction. So this is something I've been tracking. New construction's picking back up in a big way. Albemarle County, because 
I was looking, when I was looking at all these units, I was looking at new construction. Almar County is the only jurisdiction that jumped up. Last year, single-family detached new construction in Almar County was 705, now it's 850. By the way, in 15, it was 512. What do you make of that? You're starting to see a lot of new, no, no, I think. What? I think you're starting to see new construction pick back up. You Really? Yeah. Come on. I haven't seen you make that comment in a while. Kelsey, yeah, no. Kelsey wishing, wishing Scott a happy birthday on the feed right here. Go ahead. Yeah, Scott. no. Um, I'm starting to see it the last Thank couple you, of weeks. I'm starting to see the interest in new construction pick back up from a, from a buyer's perspective. And the only th reason I think it is is there's so lack of inventory going on right now. That's, that's the path that they're going. Now, these are buyers that necessarily don't have to sell. Well, it's interesting. Um, our client, um, Dominion Custom Homes, has said the same thing. He said that the interest for custom construction and custom home building is picking up. I will, tell you, I will tell you in the last couple of weeks, I spend more conversations about new construction than I've had in a long time. And it's not like the 30, it's not like the interest rate environment has dropped. I saw a headline today, and Scott could probably give us a, a clear understanding. My, my, 30s I, uptick, right? So, yeah, to last, yeah. We, we, we're at the we're, highest in two months, right? We are. Um, yeah. But that's still, a down, that's still declining from where we started the year. Um, so, I think that depending on what your wants, needs, and location are, um, your cost to build is getting to getting in line with what existing looks like. So that's where it becomes more palatable. When we're talking about an existing home at 825 and a new construction home at 9 in Old Trail, like that, that there's some, you know, that moves the needle on the build side. For sure. Um, and, but especially when you get into, uh, if you can live just outside of, uh, in some of these locations, out, you live just outside the lake, you find something on 53, 618, like some piece of, if you can find some land there and get in at uh, 2,000, 2,400 square feet, you're probably getting in at a price point that is uh, comfortable for you compared to what you're looking at as far as existing property goes. So that's interesting. So album or I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree 100 percent with that. But it's interesting. Single-family detached sold beginning of this year was 850. New construction was 530. Huge delta between the two. Average though, right? This is median. Okay. Median. Um, so I think what's happening. The conversations that I'm having is is I think the. There's a, 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 a well, the buyer is basically doing the scales of justice. Am I going to weed through this limited inventory to purchase existing construction, and or do I potentially pay a 7 to 10, 12% premium for new construction and get something brand new? And I've got it. I've got it to do it yeah. because I've built all this equity up. I'm in this, this $300,000 worth of equity. I got a bunch of cash. Yeah. You know, um, you know what the hell? I can wait. And that's what's happening. You're starting to see this, this whole new construction. It's interesting. I read an article yesterday. I had a meeting yesterday talk about weird things that happen in the construction business. You know what the big hiccup right now in development and construction is? Transformers. You can't get enough electrical transformers to actually run the electric in subdivisions now. Which now everybody in the, the, the conversations I'm having with the development uh, community is now there it was lumber right at one point oh, yeah. all this different stuff at fuel they've kind of worked their way through okay everybody's accepted the fact that we're three gallon three bucks for a gallon of diesel or whatever it is 329 for 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 non-diesel i don't know what diesel is yeah well i'm, I'm talking about the diesel that goes in the in the okay. track hose okay. it's, it's it's not taxed and all that stuff but in any event right now they can't get Transformers, and the problem is, it's not like the developer. Have they, have they been to Comic Con? <laughs> Sorry, I let Does it. He know what that I, is? Let, I let it go on for too long. I don't know if he knows what that is. I know what Judah knows. Is. Judah knows. What I know what Comic, and I even know what Transformers is. Is little okay. cars that turn into robots, right? Gotcha. There yes. you go. Look at that. Smith knows. Optimus Prime. Can, uh, Optimus oh, Prime. Optimus can help. Prime. All right. Well, I'm just going to drink my coffee and let you I guys play. I play quite a bit with Optimus Prime with our five-year-old. I, that's one of our five-year-old's favorite toys. But that may slow development down because 
what, Optimus Prime and play yeah. with him yeah. in the Tra- living room? The transformer. He seems to be developing just fine. <laughs> Makes smart, the smartest kids. He's very smart. Prime what are you saying about our son? I am going to go text my daughter, <laughs> who actually <laughs> cares about me. Your daughter, I believe, is watching the program. When are they moving to Richmond? Soon. A deal, I think, financed by Scott? We're, yeah, we are working on it. we got a bunch of uh, uh, hoops to jump through, but we're working on it. Um, August. They move, we're going to close long before August, but they're physically moving in somewhere around August. Somewhere like that. That's fantastic. I got to fly out there and help them pack and all that stuff. I know Yona is very, very excited about that. They are. Um, this question's come in. And, and guys, put the questions in the feed. We'll relay them live on air. It's from Clement Wilson. So, gentlemen, if the raid environment in the fourth quarter, as Scott has said, insiders predict will drop and demand is going to be through the roof, how can this area sustain any more buyers if we don't have any homes to purchase? So another way of asking that. If Clement in- Wilson, that's if, a great question. If the in- you said Q4, insiders are saying is going to be bonanza. So I think that is a national statistic. So when we look in areas uh, of the West Coast that have slowed and actually have uh, some some significant decrease in value. Um, That's where they start to turn back on. I think here we're going to be pinched in the same type of inventory challenges that we're continuing to see. However, there will be more people who through this year, and, and, and I say this not in a like happy let's go attitude um, that are going to face some some credit concerns through uh, card accumulation and existing debt um, that are going to be forced to take the cash out of those properties. Now, whether that's done through a a cash out refinance or if they get too behind the ball to where a cash out refinance is no longer a viable option for them and their only option is going to be to sell and then find something to rent, that's going to put more properties on the market. So it's not a, a, a happy let's go. Uh, kind of uh, feel to it, but I think that's going to be a big part of what happens. Green, Keith. So, what to, to add a little spin to that question? So, all that is going to happen with inventory turnaround that's the same as 15 and 16, because that's where we're going. We're going to 2015, 2016 volume, another number of units being coming on the market and, and sold. And I just took a quick look in 2015, interest rate was roughly 4%. So to the point of what I was just saying, if you happen to be somebody or you happen to know someone, um, before they get into trouble, oh, yeah. Yeah. We sh- we even though they'd be the biting the bullet, taking the higher rate, the 7%, the 6.5%, the 6% interest rate is still going to be lower than the 20%, 23% that's burning them up credit card wise. And if... They act soon, they can address things, and their cash flow is better, they're in a better place than if they don't act, they put their head in the sand, and then they've run behind on everything, and their only option is to sell to clear the debt. 31 days in the state of Virginia, they can start foreclosure. But you know what's even worse than that, Scott? The people that are renting, that are now having their their interest, their credit cards go through. They, They don't have a safety net. Sure. Largest credit card debt in American history. Absolutely, right now. I was just looking at it. Approaching a trillion dollars, and and the savings rate has has absolutely plummeted. plummeted. So they don't have these folks don't have that house save the thing. You know, God forbid that we were in that situation. I know I have enough equity. I pick up the phone, get me a get me a a, a HELOC at six percent is better than thirty or whatever the hell it is right now on it and pay that off. And, and we'll go through that process on. for the viewers and listeners. How how would a a, a, a HELOC work? Line of credit against your homework. How long would it take? How would it? How would? What would they need to do? How would they contact you? What would you look at? I mean, what's the loan to value? You're gonna have a lot of different options. You're gonna have options uh, that uh, amortize over 20 years, but repay in 10 with a balloon. Um, you're gonna have uh, cash out refinance options where we can look at a, a resale the mortgage. Uh, different things are gonna for. It's going to be different strokes for different folks as far as uh, what, your, what your equitable position is, how much money you actually need. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we can have that conversation. Do I need to refinance my primary loan or can I just tack on to it a new so HELOC? If you're, with a HELOC, you can, just, uh, you, can, you can tap into the equity without refinancing That's huge. That's a huge piece of information to get out because a lot of people I'm talking to because when they have this situation, I'd say reach out to Scott. Then, well, I don't want to refinance my primary loan. It's at three sure. percent. So you leave that alone. 
which is great news. You go ahead and get whatever, 50 grand, 25, whatever you need to, 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 to fix your credit card debt. That's a separate loan, separate deed of trust, correct? Correct. Got it. There you go. That's good information right there. That's freaking awesome. A lot of people don't know that. And that may be keeping them from doing the refi business or the HELOC business with Scott. It, well, it's what it more importantly does is it gets the credit card debt. That, it gives that's, them a lifeline. That's down to manageable. And then if they want to go ahead and buy, it's a different conversation with you because it does not use credit card debt impact their ability to buy. Absolutely. So, so now you've just took that off the table. Yes. We've just hacked that out. We just took that off the table and said, look. Now, I've got so there's other solutions for that. If you're planning on selling and buying, I wouldn't have you go through the, the expense of taking out a, a cash out or a, a home equity line of credit. When we sell your current house, we'd hold that money in escrow Paid for off. going into the, the future purchase, and I would have you pay those debts at the purchase through title. So they would, I would collect all the statements. And then those existing debts would be paid at closing on the purchase. That shortens the paper trail that we have to go through. Um, and at the same like time, this. still allows you to clear that debt. And it's executed through title with the money held in escrow from your sale. I like Dang, that. Dang, that was a great explanation. Damn, Scott. You're doing great, man. Must be because you're 44. Um, yeah, well, you know. For uh, the coffee. How many do you do coffee? like that, Scott? A lot. You do? Yeah. So, but. And I'll That's be, almost like a bridge loan. A Eh. Um, I, that's something like I get asked a lot about that. Um, the bridge law? Yeah, people who uh, don't want to uh, can't have a the property they want prevents them from making a, t- a contingent offer, meaning contingent on the sale of their home. Um, so a bridge loan is essentially a HELOC, um, and uh, it's just a. If you don't have to do it, don't do it. It's an added, it's an added expense that I think that you can probably, with the right agent and the right attitude, um, get into the house that you're really looking to yeah, buy. Yeah, I think in that scenario, you talked about the hack a couple of weeks ago. You go and sell your current house, yeah. and then you use the period of selling your current house to make aggressively buy the next one. Well, yeah, and it, you do that without having the bridge loan and the expense of yeah. getting the bridge loan. That's what you said. Yes, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Again, so the, this whole conversation we're having here, there's just not one solution to getting from point A to point B. We have multiple solutions. But I do want to follow up question for you, uh, Scott. So talk to me about credit score. So let's assume I've got whatever high credit card debt is, right? I am making my payments, but interest rates are climbing. That doesn't impact my credit score as long as I'm making my payments, correct? Uh, no. Uh, so... I did not know this. 30% of your score is based on uh, credit availability. So if all of your credit cards are maxed out, um, your score is probably, I don't want to go. It's impacted, uh, negatively it's impacting, impacted. Uh, I don't want to give, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you've got running lates, then everybody, you know, it's going to go, well, uh, so that's even more of yes, a it's reason. That's even more of a reason to do this hack where you say, hey, Scott, I got $300,000 worth of equity or $100,000 worth of equity, $25,000 worth of credit card. Help me, get this to, help me get that away. So then that zeroes out your credit cards. Yeah, depending on where you, this every situation card? is different. You know, we may look at uh, you consolidating that debt prior to close, depending on how heavy it is and how, how much it's impacting you. Um, if you stayed on top of everything and it's not deeply impacting score, um, it's probably a marginal effect to rate. Got it. Um, we could probably, um, you know, pay some discount points in less cost than what you could re- go through uh, the refinance process for. We could probably solve the problem in a more streamlined fashion uh, than what it would take in time and cost to, especially when you calculate in what you're paying in interest payments on the debt in order before you refinance and then the closing costs because on the HELOC, they're going to tell you that uh, there's no, as long as you keep it open for three years, there's going to be no cost to it. Typically that's like a selling point for them. But if you're not going to keep it for three years because you're going to sell the house after you've cleared some of this debt, um, you're going to end up eating it. So, so what's happening here is people are watching that tube on or flat screens. They don't make them out of tubes anymore. This, this flat screen over here. That's like when you talk to kids, like they don't do this for phones anymore. They do this. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
They don't do this. Yeah, huh? they don't do this. My kids, my kids do because they see me do it. But th occasionally they'll go like this when they're when they're talking about he's on the phone. And uh, they, I think they just didn't want to see. My, you. Uh, yeah. Our five-year-old saw a rotary phone and said, "What is that?" Legitimately had no idea what it was. Remember when your kid used to have the toy that you pulled around with the rotary phone and a little CD? Went I mean, I, dude, I grew up on a party line. I don't, you're from New York. You don't even know what that is. I know what a party line is. Yeah, okay. In the same apartment building, by the way. I exactly know okay. what a party line is. This comment comes in from And the then on state. top of the party line, you would have, you know, so-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so in the upper level screaming out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Get off the phone. Look, that's exactly right. Get off the phone. This comment comes in from Todd Raff, the owner of Blue Toad Hard Cider and Toad. a real estate investor himself. He says another factor out there for small business owners with lines of credit to run their business. Flexing in and out, prime plus one is like 9.25% right now, and that stings. Uh, so, and so when we talk about HELOCs, that you're in that same rate environment, if not a little bit worse. 9.25? Yeah, 10%. I have not so good news for Nelson County and Todd. I, you know, when you take out Wintergreen, no new construction, you're the only jurisdiction that actually had a drop uh, year over year. You're at 319 is the median sales price, single family detached. Uh, this time last year at 425. So you've, you've got a drop. That was the only one that had a drop. But if you would have bought in 2015, you were buying at 147 and you're now at 319. So Nelson County is the only uh, jurisdiction that did not climb in price value. And you got Buckingham in there, too? I did not get to Buckingham. Okay, Buckingham's I would imagine Buckingham's in that point. Jesse Rutherford watching the hey, program Jesse, right now. Hey, Jesse, sorry about that yeah. stat, Jesse. But, Supervisor Nelson But County. they got great internet. <laughs> uh, I would imagine Buckingham is in that boat as well. Well, Buckingham is split up in so many uh, MLSs, it's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, so you got... so. The other side of the, the Scottsville Bridge, appealing to live in. The back side of the National Forest, um, yeah, it's probably just, not it's so It's very much. difficult. To, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to throw shade, but I don't know why you would want to live shade. there. No, I, mean, I, it's, I agree. It's legitimate. Like, I mean, it's in the middle no, of nowhere. That's your homesteader. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's a different animal. You're in animal. the middle, literally, of nowhere. Here's an interesting question. I was thinking about this one uh, uh, myself. Todd, I'll get to your comments next. Um, Jackson Holland says this, Scott, now that it seems like the Fed is going to stall with raising rates for a while, how quickly till rates start dropping on 30-year fixed products? So I think the, the pause is already priced in. Um, the, the next move will be, so the two things, uh, I think that we could possibly see uh, a July, I mean, potentially even a June uh, increase. Um, I don't think so in June. I think that's uh, kind of the uh, risk base is around 30% right now. Uh, July, I think could we could see, it's gonna have, it's depending on what CPI comes across in the next few months. Um, what this inflation print does, do we see, you know, do we see, we're in such a tight labor market uh, that every jobs report seems to matter when it comes to the tenure. Um, but uh, I think August is the soonest that you would see uh, them cut. And I think it's probably more like September. But again, I think everything happened. It takes longer for th everything to happen than we like to think that it takes to happen. So uh, if we get good inflation print and bad things happening in the economy between now and August, we could see a cut in August. But uh, that would be as soon as that it would happen. And the pause is already priced in. Good answer. Keith. I, I Good agree. question, Jackson. I, I agree. The pause is already well. The, the pause is priced into the thirty. I think you're probably you're not going to see any adjustments probably into the beginning of the fourth quarter. I, I I would think. I mean, you're the you're the the expert, but I sure as heck will do. It. I want to I want to give some good news about Wintergreen. Um, here's the thing about Wintergreen um, is I actually think you have things to buy. Well, he literally just put on the feed, he goes, there is a lot of yeah. older fixer-uppers going on the market now in Nelson. That's exactly right. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to look at specifically on it, but that's exactly right. So in Greene County right now, excuse me, uh, Nelson County right now, no new 
new construction. I take out Wintergreen. He's 100% right. There's 26 units to buy. There's the, the cheapest one is, is, is down to 150 to his point that it needs a little bit of, little bit of love, uh, and it's actually pretty close to Charlottesville. So, you know, there is this whole ability um, to buy there. So that's the, the flip side to this, right? The flip side to Nelson County's year over year dropping a little bit. This means, look, there's an opportunity to go ahead and, and, and buy there. He's 100%. Was that Todd? That yeah. Yeah, he's 100%. Todd, right. you're welcome on the show anytime you want, man. We would love to have you absolutely on this program. Got, to talk. got, got it. We got to tell fishing stories. Lies. Right. Stories. Lies. Small business ownership. Lies. Stories. Real estate investment. How Blue Toad Cider came I to life. I just want, no, no, no. I want to talk about, because I've been wanting to go striper fishing at Smith Mountain Lake forever. He's got an investment property there. Yeah, but he, he, he boats some pretty gorgeous... Striper, have you ever been striper fishing in Smith Mountain? Mm. Yeah. Someone just passed day. away at Smith Mountain Lake, I saw in the news. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, same, same. I saw that in the news. More questions coming in. Uh, this question is coming in from, is it Lavin? Grayson Lavin? Am I saying your last name right? This is a unique spelling here. Um, well, if that does happen, as Keith and Scott has addressed, that means we will have more buying power at the end of the year. So maybe more folks are just waiting on the sidelines until that buying power becomes a reality for all of us. And I, all of us agree with that. The question is, what will it do to inventory? That's the question, right? So if we're staying at 2015 and 16 inventories and we're not climbing out of that. It's just going to make things more expensive. It's if it adds it more, more buyers and the inventory doesn't get deeper, it's just going to make things more expensive. Well, what's go you know what's going to happen? The market's going to change again. Yeah. And guess what? It's been going on for how many years we've been doing this? The market changes all the time. Talk about history and stuff. I mean, you're basically saying I, fourth quarter is going to be a bonanza. I remember. And into Q1 of next year could be a bonanza. Uh, I don't think it will. I think bonanza is a big word. More I buyers. Think, I think No that, inventory. Though. I think that. I think there's more chasing of tails. I think regionally, I think there will be pockets yeah. that, well, that will see improvement, and there will be the same areas that are very sought after will continue to yeah. be uh, to see appreciation. Um, and, a, and a lot of people say, well, how, you know, how much can things can, they can appreciate until somebody says, you know what, I'm not paying for that anymore. I'll send and you my, that's where the, you know, I'll send you my 22 year spreadsheet. It's 5.5%, all the jurisdictions. And that counts the time of great unpleasantness. So over 22 years, we're averaging roughly 5.5%. So somewhere between 3 to 3 to 6% is the average appreciation year, year over year. Then you get, you know, what we just came off of. Well, we just came, and this is the reason why I keep on going back to 15 and 16, which was more, I feel, more of a normal market. Um, you know, we just came through like the 3% thing, right? Don't get used to this double, triple, double digit appreciation year over year. That's not normal. What normal is is somewhere between three and six percent. The Marine Corps teaches you uh, uh, this 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 little they actually ditty you when uh, yeah really uh, when you're going through boot camp it's uh, it's it, as if you were actually like uh, going through something it's called uh, I'm up you see me I'm down uh, for when people are shooting at you and that's kind of like uh, what the market does essentially. Does that usually that involved grunting if I remember? Well, grunt, one grunt was stand two yeah, grunts yeah. was sit down yeah yeah yeah. Multiple people inviting you to Smith Mountain Lake on a boat. I'm in. Um, I bring my boat. I'll bring Multiple my boat. people on the feed right now. You I'm, have I'm, a boat. I do, yeah. I, I, When's the last time that boat's been in the water? <clears throat> it rained on it the other day. <laughs> Is the boat in your driveway? Uh, it rained on it the other day, okay. yep. Boat's okay. in the driveway. All right. Boat's in the driveway. It's all service, ready to go. Uh, but, um, yeah, hasn't been in the water in two years. Does, uh, this I know, question, Todd, that's, that is very sacrilegious, and I apologize. Brian says, does he expect the refi free finance business to uptick at the end of the year? That's a great question. Yes. Yeah, they're going to get lower, I think. Um, and Todd says, and you what, do you think, what do you think the purchasing? The per the, you're, you're, are you going to see like a ratio by the end of the year, you're going to be doing a little bit more refi than purchases and volume wise? I don't Just know about that. Well, I'm very purchase driven um, as far as how I build my business and my focus towards good, attention on my agents. Um, but uh, I think that we definitely you'll see an increase. Though certainly the the people who purchased last December at seven and a quarter might go. It's time can, to go down we, to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. What what can what can we do here? Well, that's a strategy too. I mean, that's people are doing that strategy. I yeah. think that's why nobody worry. Th this whole this whole 
fear of 6% to 7% was going to stop the market, I don't think they calculated in that people are a little bit smarter than that and say, look, I'm still going to do this and refi when it gets down. It's still cheaper to do that than pay the man rent. Sure, uh, but, I mean, the other thing that's really dry, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, People are going to keep on peopling, and uh, keep on making they, little people. And, they, yep, they got a, go. they got stuff that is going to continue to drive activity. Uh, if they can afford to do it, they're going to make the decision. Um, Keith, you're getting zinged here with the yard art and the land yacht um, that you have in your driveway. That's not a zing. That is absolute <laughs> yard truth. art and a land yacht. Keith Smith does, have. but it's washed, it's cleaned, it's serviced, it's ready to go. Just hasn't seen the water yet. Give the viewers and listeners a sneak peek into your next two weeks. He's going to be on hiatus for the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm heading up to New York tomorrow to ride an 85-mile bike ride. So Quentin Beckham and Lee Elberson on Friday on Real Talk. Monday will be Nikki and, and a couple of guests. Wednesday, you've got it. Uh, I think Quentin's covering the Fridays I'm gone. and uh, Neil Williamson in the mix as well. Neil's in the mix, yeah. So anybody, any fellow New Yorkers, that are watching, just to put perspective what this, this race that I'm going to do on, on Sunday, they shut the George Washington Bridge down. 6,000 cyclists are on it. That's the busiest bridge in the United States, in the world is what they say. But, you know, New Yorkers tend to stretch, <laughs> stretch things a little bit. But uh, they're going to, if you've ever driven across the George Washington Bridge, just imagine that being shut down. And 6,000 stupid, I mean, 6,000 people are going to be in. How uh, long's the race? It's 85 miles. It'll take me, if I'm lucky, about six, six and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You going up there by yourself? I'm going up by myself, doing a little grandbaby uh, watching on Friday and Saturday. And uh, uh, I, I bought an extra roll of duct tape, so we'll duct tape them together. And it's a lot All of right. fun to watch right. them jump around. Scotty Moe. I'm Mo. only kidding. I'm only kidding. Scotty Moe, how will you celebrate 44? Uh, I'm, you know, dinner with the kids and the fam, uh, tonight, and, uh, I play a couple, golf, a little bit of golf over the next couple of days. There's a, a spring handicap, uh, in Culpepper that, uh, uh, I'll be playing Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'll be playing at Glenmore tomorrow. Very nice. Keep it in the short grass. Uh, and, uh, just, uh, and, you know, work, you know, help, helping the team, helping people buy homes. Uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, coach an agent uh, today uh, at lunch and kind of just, you know, do the things. I have to give you a shout out. Um, everybody on the Keith Smith, uh, Real Talk with Keith Smith Partners tab, you pull it down, you call him, you'll get a phone call. But, dude, I, I, I call you at obscene hours. And he picks up the phone and answers. So it's a hat off, hat off to you. On that's what you want to get well, out there. I, I mean, I ca- I called you this morning, which I did not realize it was your birthday. Probably in the middle of your birthday celebration with your kids. So thank you for picking it up. Yeah, no problem. So I, uh, you know, I talked to a, a brand new borrower last night. Uh, we got a pre-approval went out this morning for him, uh, and. Uh, that was and three people after five o'clock last night. And, and the, the key, you know, what I like to convey is if you need something and have a genuine, like, let's talk through this, figure this out, like, how does this work? Dude, I want to help you. You know, how, how much – there's – you're not taking that much away from me for me to have a quick phone call. Now, do you want numbers on five different properties for coming up into the weekend? I'm probably not going to do that with you at 8 p.m., but at the same time, text me the addresses, and you'll have it in your email by the morning. I love it. He contacts people. He will get in touch with you. Scott Morris, guys, number two in production at Ross Mortgage. That's something else, man. In, Thanks, man. This is a nationwide company. It's last year, well, and what was crazy about this last year, and I hate to dwell on it, like, but uh, going through, so in hindsight, Last year was kind of crazy. So we talked about this previously on the show. I went through some cancer treatments. And by that, I mean uh, for five months, I went through chemo and chemo radiation. And I went to Northern Virginia every day. I'd wake up at 4 a.m., drive up, uh, and have radiation treatment by 6 or 7 a.m. And I was back in Culpeper by 9 or in Charlottesville. I I shot the show on days that I drove all the way up. Uh, And I would drive back. Yeah, on bad, just, you know, go, kind of really going through it. And uh, we, so, you know, and that's not a testament to me. That was a testament to the people I put around me that made me successful. And I thank every single one of you for helping me grow and the people inside of my team grow to where we are today. Love it. Good yeah. things happen to good people. And he works his ass off. 
I mean, good things happen to good people who work their ass off. And that's what he does and the team does. Judah Wickhauer does the same. He's the director of the show. Keith Smith on hiatus for two weeks. He's back in June on the I Love Seville Network. Uh, You will be missed. June 5th, I'm coming back. You're back June 5th. Um, Enjoy your time with your family. I am. The I Love Seville show is up in approximately an hour with Justin Ritter, who's an attorney that operates in the entrepreneurial space and the business space. So you're really going to get the lowdown on what's going on in the small business ecosystem here in Central Virginia from him. Thank you kindly for joining us on a show today presented by Ross Mortgage. We'll see you in an hour. Take care. Hold on, boys. Scott, excellent work. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you.